Welcome, folks, to Just Winging It, another quarantine edition, virtual. Here we are. I mean, here we are, for starters, so that's a good yeah, sign. Yeah, right? yeah, first off, thank you for being yes. here still. Um, and second off, I want everybody listening to this to know that lurking beyond John's uh, right shoulder is right shoulder, the yes. punching bag. Now, the punching bag, which is already ab- absolutely colossal, is also yeah. framed like in a Hitchcock film right now. So, like the let the the camera is below it, and you're looking up at this Titanic. It's like when they filmed, uh, you know, like uh, when they filmed like Godzilla films, you know, in like yes, the Toho yes. era, right? And they would right. get the camera the down low. Perspective shot. Yep. So most of the frame is occupied by John's punching bag, which is absolutely <laughs> exquisite, and it's uh, and it's terrifying. I have to say, and it's got like a gentle swing to it you know just to sway i think it moves with the with the earth i think when when the plates shift uh you can tell because it actually actually what what happens is when i move it knows to move away from me because it's now scared (laughs) of me at this point you know so it just sort of as i as i kind of lean back it just like leans away it is kind of doing that yeah (laughs) if it had eyes it would be it would be going oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, please don't hurt me you've terrified that thing i mean you know that's kind of the point that's true did i say i'm john abdullah I don't know. Do do that I'm, I'm Patrick Green. Do I don't, do I don't even know. Are, are you also, people listening? Yeah. Is anybody here anymore? Is anyone around right now listening to this? Well, I mean, I, if you are, I guess that you're listening with your kids probably. I know Mike is listening because I can hear her downstairs with her phone <laughs> listening to our last episode, which is, thank you, honey, for doing that. But it's also That's a little awesome. weird because I'm also hearing us talking at the same time. Um, yeah. And I know people are alive because we had a uh, quarantine block party last night. In our neighborhood. Wow. What did that look like? So it, it looked very strange. Were and basically like everybody in like... our, you know, we're in a townhouse. So everybody from the different units, you know, we all pulled out our lawn chairs. Yeah. Sat in the driveway that connects our places together. Like, I mean, you know, it's supposed to be six feet. We were probably 25 feet apart from me. We were like <laughs> shouting distance, you know, <laughs> and then had this really long range. I mean, the people towards the end of this, I, I don't even know what they were talking about because I, you did know, you the play sound uh, didn't carry. telephone basically, you know, to try to talk to the people at the end, like, you know, ask Bob <laughs> how he's doing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Two minutes later, you hear Bob's response, you know, right in, in a, in a, he wrote actually like certified mail to make it back yeah, on time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was weird, but it was, it was really, it was really nice. It was really, oh, uh, I bet. It was really gratifying just to sort of have like spontaneous human oh, interaction I'm, like that. I'm craving it. And in fact, today was the first time that I've had it since last week because uh, I went grocery shopping today. You did? Um, and I hadn't been since last Saturday. Um, what was and that I decided, like? Well, I decided to go to Trader Joe's because I had heard that they only allow 25 people, at least the one I went to only allows 25 people in at a time. I don't know if this is a Trader Joe's it's like, a thing. You know, yeah, the same thing up franchise here. thing. Yeah. So I got there, and uh, at first I just didn't. I, I I thought it was clear, and that I was just going to go in because um, I didn't notice very many people. But then I I looked closer, and because the line, the queue that was there, as they say in Great Britain, uh, the queue, uh, each person was like you know again probably ten feet apart from each other, and so you couldn't immediately notice that there was even a line. And then, of course, I start looking, and the line was, you know, basically to, like, two supermarkets over. <laughs> so it's sort of like one of those, Long. you remember those magic eye books? Yes. Where you kind of look at static, and then it materializes <laughs> into something? So you were seeing people spaced widely enough apart that it looked random. And yeah. then as you got closer to it, you're like, oh, my God, this is one line. 
it's stretching line. across two other supermarkets, basically. Like across miles, yeah. Well, yeah. Trader Joe's it, is, is the look, best. You know, it was basically like, you know, in Lord of the Rings where they have this system where they light, you know, they, they light something and then it lights another mountain, you know, further over and then another mountain. And yeah, right. I don't even right, remember. Right. I don't even remember why they did that in the movie, actually, but it, it did something. It was I some think they were just being system. fabulous. Yeah, that was pretty fabulous. It was fabulous. It was basically like that, you know, like mm. you'd, you'd think you were at the end of the line and then you look back and it's like, oh no, there's another person there. And by the time you get to the end of it, you're actually at a different supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> you've actually, you've passed through the veil into the yeah. world of, of Stop and Shop. Wait, so hang yeah. on. So you made it into Trader Joe's. I did actually wait. Okay. Um, How and, long was that wait? Uh, you know, it was probably... I actually, I don't know for sure because I was, uh, I decided, and this is maybe something I've learned in the course of this podcast even and in our conversations about, you know, making the most of these moments. But I also, I knew I had to get some work done today and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do email. Like I have, I have to catch up on my inbox right now. So I just, you know, I, I, on my phone, I just, I was standing outside. It was pretty nice out. And I'm like, I could, I could be upset about this. You know, I could go home and come back later or I can just, you know, enjoy being out here with random people, you know, some human contact, being outside. And, <laughs> did you, and, did you and, interact with anybody? Not really. I think, <laughs> you know, you all sort of, you all sort of exchange those, um, those expressions that are like solidarity. You know, I'm in solidarity with you, right? right like we're right. all, we're in this, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and then there was also, of course, in very much Trader Joe's classic Trader Joe's fashion. Um, so there were two people at the door. One of them was wiping off carts. So sanitizing them for good, you, good. the handle. Um, in a hazmat suit, you know, they'd spray it down and everything. It was like Chernobyl. Did um, they really have a suit on? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, you imagine? Never know? The world is so crazy right now. I, I would, I, that, that didn't even, I didn't even register that I don't think we're funny. far. I don't think we're far from that. So one person was wiping them down and then another one was sort of just like there to kind of greet you because it's Trader Joe's, right? It's like the friendliest, you know, place you it can go. It is extraordinarily friendly, that place. I mean, it's almost to the point of being creepy how friendly that place can be. Yeah. Like I, I sometimes wonder if, there's something behind the scenes, like, you know, the beef is actually ground human carcass or yeah, something. I there's don't know. Something going, it's, it's one step away from being creepy, and yes. it's one step away from being a cult, and both right. of those things are actually perfect. <laughs> like, if you can be basically almost a cult, but, like, not, not actually a cult, and, like, yeah, so yeah. nice that you're almost creepy, but you're actually not creepy, like, that is, that exactly. is, that is a sweet spot. But, unfortunately, it's really easy to push both of those into <laughs> cult-like creepiness. So, like, you know, we gotta keep an eye on Trader Joe's. And I'll keep an we, eye on them with that mandarin orange chicken, which hits a spot every single goddamn oh, time I eat it. it sure does. Mm. No, I've never actually tried it, but I will now. You haven't tried um, the mandarin chicken? Mandarin chicken? No, I'll have to try it. Oh, my it. God, that, that's, like, that, that was their first... So, I, I know this because of the Trader Joe's podcast, which Is it I frozen? Recommend. Uh, yeah, it's it's frozen. Okay, I like and their. Is, um, they have some good Indian options too that are frozen. I like oh, for terrific. frozen food, right? It's not. I mean, it's not as good as an Indian restaurant, but so in most cases, at Trader Joe's, I agree. In most cases, kind of like it's one, it's one click away from being a cult. Their frozen yeah, food is yeah. like one click away from being restaurant grade. You know, it's yeah. like really, it's really, really good, but it's like not. You're not out to eat the Mandarin chicken. Is yeah. better than restaurant chicken. Whoa! It all right, I like, gotta get it. It is. We, we, we always get like now. four I'm of those things. Stop recording and just go. <laughs> you right should now. wait there until it gets dark out. <laughs> yeah, but let's put the suit on. You know, it is. It is really good. Well, so so this other person who was there to greet people again, typical Trader Joe's. Um, she was she was basically just like t- not basically. She was literally telling jokes. Like she was just standing there telling jokes to people. Like a to stand-up. try to like create a good kind of you know. It wasn't even stand up jokes. It was more like you know kid jokes like why did the 
you know, what was one of the ones she said? I can't even remember. It was like food jokes, you know, it was like that kind of thing. Like, uh, like Polly want a quacker or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so that was delightful. I mean, it was just, you know, (laughs) just having any human contact at this point, like, I don't even care who it is, even if it's like the people who, you know, kind of annoy you or irritate you, uh, in a different life. Now, I just, any human contact, because, you know, being an extrovert, I, I just need a little bit. I need something oh my God. right now. <laughs> you know, we almost got hit by a car today. We were playing outside today, which I'll, I'll get to in a minute. And like a car, because yeah. there's no cars anymore, so we're not really Isn't thinking it about weird? it. Isn't it weird? And then a car it's, comes like screeching awesome. around. It's, it's yeah. nice. A car comes like screeching down the hill. And like normally I would be like, what the fuck are you doing? My kids yes. are in the road. But I was oh, like, me too. But I'm always... I, like, I like walked up and I was like, hey. <laughs> I wasn't even mad. You're just running. You're running to the car to try to just say hello. Now. Like a dog chasing a mailman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like those those very rare moments because just even being outside, uh, which is like increasingly not happening as much. I, I don't know if it's the same where you guys are too, but I am like not seeing as many people when we go for hikes oh, really? and walks and things. Yeah. Oh, for me, for me, I'm still noticing a lot of people. Out, okay. Like walking more than I would normally this time of year because it's not quite like you know warm spring. It's yeah, like I would say there. it's still more than normal for us too. But I like yeah. last weekend. I mean, we were we couldn't find parking spaces at like trailheads. It was crazy. Wow. This this week, I have to say, I, every day I've seen fewer and fewer people out. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if that's like a trend of things to come or what. But that was something that I, I wasn't noticing. But I guess in in that and regard, it's eerie. though. It is eerie. When we do see people now, especially now that it's a little bit quieter out there, it's a real moment of like. uh of like solidarity of like yes. the silent like you were saying that kind of that acknowledgement thing right right um it's and a I'm really like actively unifying talking thing. you know i'm at least like saying hello or you know we're not just doing the, the infamous you know hand signal there yeah we got episodes <laughs> about that i mean it, we and, do in fact i'm glad that we practiced it a lot this last year and a half because like i feel much better equipped for that situation now i don't whisper to people anymore because they can't hear me i don't do the whole like <laughs> You know, because because nobody will know I've said. I anything. mean, in a way, everything that we've um, it's all been leading up to this moment. It like, has this been is, to this. this is it. We're being put to the test now in so many ways. This I mean, I say that half wing. jokingly, but I actually I think it's true in so many ways right now. You I know? think so too. I mean, as as last week, there's so much to unpack here. But I mean, I I am really I'm I'm excited might be a strong word right now because I don't know if I can be excited about anything, but. <laughs> But I'm I'm looking forward to actually, you know, digging into that and, and doing it weekly right now because it's something that um, I think, you know, I think it'll really make a difference to just um, have these conversations because, I, you know, I, I had the intention to like journal or do something a little bit more because um, imagine when we look back at this right years from now. I mean, we live through something. Like, this is fucking intense, right? Well, assuming we live through it. I mean, well, we're not to the end of this thing, John. I, I we'll mean, see what happens. Yeah, no, and I, I want to talk about that, too. Um, I'm not dying. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah, what I the am. hell? <laughs> <laughs> An announcement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, but like, I want to I wanna document it, you know, because it just feels momentous in a way that um, I, I don't think anything ever will. I mean, I hope it won't in our life. You know, obviously, we have our own personal... Uh, moments in life that we'll remember forever you know but but this is like fucking nuts it is just nuts it's and it's still something that i don't really have any kind of like template for i mean none of none of us do so like it's still just this yeah. daily kind of like way of figuring out how to navigate the world but um i i am significantly more uh like at ease this week than I was mm, last week. Mm. I, I think that for me, I, actually, I, I'd like to start off with this. Let's talk a little bit about kind of just our, our weeks because this has been, uh, 
you know, every every day is like a month long now. So like every yeah. week feels like a decade. So for yeah, me, these this basically will be, you know, week catch up. So, you right. know, what, what, you know, what's going to happen right now? Because I missed it last week. The music, the the segue music. Ah, that's roll, right. There was no right music now. last week. I figured <laughs> I need a little was... something to pick me up right now. I'm just playing it in my mind. But, it, it, see, I figured it was like, you know, at the end of like an episode of Lost or something, if a character yeah. died, they had no music at the end of it. <laughs> I was like, to signal the coronavirus, we're getting rid of the of the transition yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. Well, just last week, it was like, we just didn't even, you know, it was just that, right? I mean, so will this week, but, you know. We need a little something. So there it is. I hope you enjoyed it. it. I hope you enjoyed it, folks. (laughs) So, so my week uh, was definitely one of settling into more of a routine in Mm. in some ways. Mm. Uh, It was also one of feeling more frustrated with work. I will say, yeah, because whereas the previous week was so kind of putting fires out and trying to kind of just figure stuff you know out, it was so busy. I was working late every day. This last week was periods of like actually not really being able to do anything because I didn't have clearance to do something or I, I didn't I didn't know if, if it was even one of our priorities anymore. Mm. Like there were whole hours this week where I was like, well, like I'm going to just take other paid leave and, and play with the kids even though I wasn't planning on it because like yeah, I don't really know yeah. if I can do this project anymore. Right. And then that punctuated by like two days in a row where I had five hour zoom calls that I couldn't get out of, oh, you know, and man, like I know crazy these long, long stretches of, of calls. It's, it's like not even having the time to walk between meetings is, is really difficult. It is. And, and this week for me, whereas the previous week I was so busy that I just kind of kept going, going, going this week was like this kind of uh, unnerving mix of being really busy and then kind of wondering what I'm doing anymore. Mm. And that kind of was playing with me a little bit emotionally this week. But what I did do this week was I, Booked, I, I like you know went went ahead at the beginning of the week with Micah. We looked at what she had in terms of schoolwork, and uh, and then what we had in terms of childcare coverage from the nanny who was still coming for a few hours a week, which is awesome. Nice, oh, that's um, awesome. It's it is really awesome. Um, and we figured out like there were some blocks of time where I had a, a lighter load in the day that I could like take some time off and book that mm-hmm. ahead of time, tell the team about it. So I did get to have some more kind of like during the day uh, time with the kids this yeah. last week. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that a lot, and I think it was really great, and it was pretty, you know, gently structured, but a little bit structured, and it was really yeah. good. Um, but, uh, so, that, yeah, so I guess for me, it was the routine. It was also, uh, for me, what was really hard about this week was this, like, very specific knowledge that we, we are not able to see our families right now, because mm. um, they're both in other states, and especially my family being in Connecticut and being so close to New York, there's very stringent stuff yeah. going on. Well, and also, I mean, I don't know if you're feeling this, but I don't even, you know, my family close, but you know, my parents are over 60 and I don't, I don't want to like, even though, well, well, I'll talk to you more about my, what my week's been like too, but I, you know, I'm, I'm just like, I don't even want to come into contact with anyone who's over 60 at this point. Oh no, I know. And, and, and actually to that end, just briefly, uh, last week we had, so, you know, we're still doing these virtual services. So, so we yeah. can still get paid for singing and we can still do these like little, uh, these little things that kind of bring it to people in their homes, which has been great. And hundreds of people are joining and it's really yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, uh, last week we had, uh, two parishioners who we, who we know really well and who are uh, like as frail as, as you can, I mean, they're mm. like 90 years old. They have multiple things going on, Parkinson's, et cetera, but they're like so diehard and they just showed up as the service was starting. Wow. And we all were like, it was that moment of like actual terror for a second because yes. we realized that like, you know, as, as like relatively young, healthy people, we are not that concerned personally, right. but the second somebody who's that vulnerable kind of comes into contact, 
A, it made me realize how I have really not seen anybody who was vulnerable at all during this time period mm. because we've been quarantining, which has been great. Yeah, but also yeah. just like how you can only kind of take care of your own like actions. Yeah. And sometimes people are going to come and, you know, we're going to lock the door this time and hopefully that'll help. But um, yeah, no, but you're right. I mean, that's a scary part of this, too, overall as a society, because, you know, we've seen the images of people who are still like packing beaches or, you know, um, crowding and and you know, that is spreading this further and going to impact all of us. So there is something about that that's also, I think, um, difficult right now. And frustrating as, as yes. shit. Yeah. Um, in terms of the kids this week, uh, I think that they, I've actually noticed that this has been kind of good for them. And I don't really mm. know why, but I, I think they're both like in really good places right now. Uh, the, we, we, you know, we did the, this was the first week we really piloted having those three activities that we talked <laughs> piloted, about last I love week. it. Cause, cause before that it was kind of ad hoc. And then this week we kind of like scheduled it out and, uh, and they were great. You know, and the kids are kind of like, you know, would ask like, what's our physical activity going to be for today? Or like, what are we going to do? Yeah. For, you know, yeah. Our, our adventure. It was so helpful having that conversation. Cause I was also, I, I was very mindful of it, um, through the week with my kids. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I, I feel like it actually, it, it did help a little bit and we've maintained it pretty much. Um, Jude had a great time in this virtual science class that he took, and and that was so fun to see kind of happening. And he kind of made friends in this little Zoom conference every day, um, yeah. and learned a lot and did experiments oh. at home. Um, something that kind of broke my heart a little bit this week was uh, they they had their first Jude's um, first grade class had their first like uh, Google Meetup session just to sort yeah. of talk to the teacher and sort of like yeah. hang out with each other. And like it was it was it it really hit home how strange this is because you had like twenty kids you know, in a call together and, and, and they're all like within a couple of miles from each other. I mean, like, you know, we can see everybody's houses from our windows. Right. 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 But, um, but nobody can actually hang out. And, uh, and it was just the things that they were talking about were so mundane and so normal, but it was in this context that was so strange and so different where they were on a teleconference. Nobody could hear each other. They all had their virtual backgrounds and shit. And they were like, (laughs) and they, they all want to hang out with each other and they, and they can't, you know? Yeah. Um, and like last we had week, one of those just the other day too with you um, did. the preschool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like last, uh, so just yesterday we did a, a hike and we came out, you know, around a farm and, uh, and the kid, the family who owns the farm, their son is friends with Jude from school mm-hmm. and they saw each other and they like wanted to run up and like, and like hug and like go play. And, and they, and they were kind of running and then they had that moment where they realized what was going Ugh. on and they like stopped 15 feet apart from each other and they just sort of said hi just the image like, of that in my brain is is heartbreaking. It was so it was so hard. But that being said, though, they're doing great. They're really uh, they're you know staying positive, and I think that they're growing in a lot of ways that they might not have grown in had things been more normal. They're being forced to adapt like we are, you know. I'm I'm feeling the same, the exact same way with mine. You know, it's been another aspect of it that I'm sure you've appreciated as well is that they've had so much time together, and the way that I see them interact even just over this last, you know, week or two weeks now that they've been together every day, all day. Um, they're just so close, you know, they, they play together so much. Um, and one of the big sort of, you know, milestones that's happened, uh, over this time frame is that they both slept in their bed, uh, together in Grace's bed. Um, which was the first time that's ever happened. Like we've tried cause you know, Luke every now and then will say he wants to, and then we'll put him in, and of course, you know, he still doesn't have the the ability to control himself, and he just gets up out of the bed. Um, so, a few days ago, he he you know wanted to, and we were like, all right, let's try it, and he slept with Grace. And you know, ugh, as you know, just going in in the morning and seeing both your kids sleeping together like that is fucking—it's the cutest thing ever. I mean, it's just so 
precious. And so anyway, that was just a really touching moment for us. Um, of course, you know, they subsequently tried three nights in a row and, uh, it didn't work (laughs) from then on Luke, (laughs) like he would say he wanted to, and then, you know, it would just like extend the night so much further because they would just be playing and stuff. And then he'd be like, I want to go in my bed and Grace, (laughs) Grace would be devastated. Like she would just start crying. Oh yeah. She would have a total cause she actually, um, she really, you know, she gets scared sometimes at night. And so having him in there, she loved it. And now, you know, she was heartbroken by that. So then we had to deal with her being, you know, melting down as a result of it. Um, but, you know, anyway, my point there is just I'm I'm so noticing. Um, I mean, God, I'm noticing more about the kids generally just being with them so much. But as you said, you know, I've seen uh, the sort of uh, no pun intended here, but the, the how they've handled this with such grace. <laughs> You know, and that like, I don't, I mean, I think they're actually enjoying it. It's not even like a, you know, I, I know that Grace misses her friends and she talks about that and we've had the Zoom, you know, and also some calls directly with some of her friends, which has been nice. But they also are just having so much fun together and we're outside so much. Yeah. Um, and, you know, another layer to this too is um, that I want to talk about with you is is the effect it's having on me because, uh, I mean, there's so many things, there's so many aspects to it. You know, one is just, um, figuring out how to get work done in new ways, right? And and sort of carve up days differently because for us, you know, Bethany uh, being a social worker, she's still out there and has to be working. She's an essential worker. So I'm basically working my schedule around hers and trying to sort of fill in in the hours that I can. Um, you know, so I'll wake up a little earlier and I'll work later than I would have. So I'm doing that. But then I have this like kind of wonderful midday break where Uh, I can just be with the kids, you know, and I really do try to check out of work. I'll just, you know, check emails a little bit, but um, mostly we're just going outside and walking around the neighborhood and like walking these trails that we never really had enough time to fully explore. Um, And like, I, I, it's wonderful. And there's an aspect of it that is making me really think about, you know, just the way that we work now and how so much of it is going to change after this, or at least, you know, we're challenging ourselves to work in ways that we otherwise we just wouldn't have done because we're kind of operating on inertia and sort of, you know, traditionally how it's happened. Um, and, and I feel like the whole, this is happening of course, across the world. People are just now, you know, thankful the people who are lucky enough to to work, I should say, um, are, are adapting in ways that I think are going to stick with us. And they're adapting probably ways that they're parenting in ways that will stick with them too. You know, and think about all of the kids who are growing up, during this who yes. are during their most formative period of life are having this cataclysmic upheaval happening and right. and in the midst of that like the upheaval isn't just them it's to everybody so like everybody basically is in an unknown region right now and working yeah. through it together and we're so all of these kids are seeing us modeling this behavior of like you know like yeah i'm also confused and a little freaked out but like let's being kind to each other let's be nice and let's go outside and like see what we can what we can do today and i feel like that that doesn't go away no matter what happens even if we Mm -hmm. get back to something that really is kind of normal the way we knew normal before which i don't think will be the case i do think that we're going into a new a new normal but even if things look kind of the same Mm -hmm. they're not they're going to feel very different to people because we we will be aware that they uh, are transient that these things that we took for granted uh are are some of them are unnecessary. Like some of the things that we used That's to do, it. yes. like having this really stringent nine to five schedule all the time, it mm-hmm. really gets in the way of a lot of other shit in life. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I know exactly what you mean because those times this last week where, 
I hadn't been planning on taking time off, but I kind of just did because work was in a, a weird place. Yeah. Uh, and I like came downstairs and, you know, took the kids outside and we, you know, made salad out of flower petals and shit, you know, like those <laughs> moments to me are, uh, I mean, that's like truly, uh, miraculous feeling. And it feels like it's reminding us all, I think, in this really kind of violent way mm. of of how little we need, I think. I think that's true. I really do. I think it is simplifying our lives in so many ways. You know, it's also this hyper-local thing where we're not traveling much, right? So our right. whole world um, is both smaller and more sort of, um, it's just closer to us, more intimate, and at the same time, we're probably plugging into our global world, you know, more than ever, you know, at least with each other in, in new ways. Um, I mean, I'm on, I know I'm on Facebook more often and other things just because I want to, like, keep some connection to the people in my life and I'm doing, you know, more video conversations and such. So it is this, yeah, it is this, is it's, it's this weird moment that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to appreciate the fact that I otherwise would never have had this time with my kids. Totally. You know, like, I just don't. I wouldn't have had it. You know, we, we have our vacations. We have a week here, week there kind of thing. Um, and we have weekends and nights. But, you know, have, being two working parents, like you just don't, you don't get this. And so I'm trying, I'm certainly trying to appreciate it while also, you know, I won't make it all sound pretty because there's definitely, um, there's stress about it, of course, <laughs> on so many levels. There's, there's dealing with work and trying to get your work done. And, you know, I've been very in it in terms of our, our COVID-19 communications and like, a lot of rapid response kind of stuff. So, um, so that's been stressful. And there's also, because I'm doing that during work and then when I, you know, I'm not working, of course, that's always on my mind, the world that we're in right now and, and dealing with this. Um, and the other thing I kind of alluded to earlier is just that, you know, I think I mentioned it on the last show too. Like I've also been feeling a little kind of like chest congestion-y, you know, and I'm always like, uh, you know, what? it's just probably psychosomatic or something. Um, but Bethany also has really had like a lot of, you know, some chest congestion and some fatigue and, and stuff. And the more we're reading about how many people are asymptomatic or it's just not hitting people very badly, the more it gets in your brain and it's like, do I have it? You oh know? my God, and, John, what the fuck is going on here? You, th- this is my job on these episodes, John. <laughs> I you know. can't take this so, shit from me. This is this, my persona. This. Yeah. This, I know I'm, I'm becoming you because listen to this. You it are. gets a lot worse. I'm so calm of, about it. I, I really, truly, I, I, I see I it feel, in you. Yeah, I feel like yeah. not that worried about it. Well, that's good. I'm glad for you. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happened. So yeah. first of all, Bethany has been kind of anxious about it. Um, but you know, she hasn't had a fever and she already called her doctor and like, she's had, she has exposure, you know, cause she's out there that's more, true. right? She so is she's, at, but, which is different. That's true. Yes. Yeah, so, and, and so if anything, fair enough, fair enough. You, you yeah. are in a different position than we are with this. That's true. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, she's the entry point, you know, of it, but also I suppose could be the exit point of it if she's, you know, who knows, but you know, she's of course taking precautions, wearing masks, doing all that stuff, social distancing with her clients and all that. But Um, but yeah, so that's been on our mind. And again, because we're younger, you know, it may not be hitting us too bad. So, so certainly we've been thinking about that. So this kind of came to a head last night, um, in a, in a, in actually a scary way for me. Um, because I was, I was feeling, you know, yesterday it was feeling a little bit worse, some chest, you know, kind of congestion, a little like tightness. Can you explain Um, your symptoms in a little more detail? So, so you're feeling chest congestion. So yeah, just like, you know, to the point where you 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 kind of want to cough, but it's not like productive or anything. Um, and you know, I wouldn't describe it as as um, 
uh, short shortness of breath, which of course is one of the common things, right? Um, it had it hasn't really felt that way. It's just felt off, like you know, a little tightness in my chest. Is it, is it possible that anxiety has something to do with it? Well, this is where it's going because here's okay. what happened last night. Um, I. So I, 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 it was getting worse yesterday and then I was like, all right, well, you know, I, I don't have a fever, so I'm not going to do anything at this point. Um, so I went to bed and I was like, you know, let's see, it's one of those things when you start to get sick, you're always, you know, I think waiting for what the next day is going to look like. Right. Yeah. Um, so I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, and I don't think for any particular reason, just woke up from a dream or something. Um, and I was probably, probably a nightmare, dreaming, probably a nightmare about the podcast. Yeah. Um, not recording for another week or something. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, uh, and I started to feel a little bit like a, you know, shallow kind of like not being able to breathe very deeply. And I started thinking about it more and, and I started to notice like, it just felt like I had a thinner kind of breath, right? It just didn't feel good. And, and then I noticed my heart beating faster and faster and faster and faster. And I was starting to feel like kind of clammy on my skin, you know? And it was to the point where I, I woke Bethany up. I was like, I'm not feeling well. Like, I actually am kind of having a hard time breathing. Um, and, of course, Bethany, you know, fortunately being um, educated and, you know, working in healthcare <laughs> was intelligent enough to, like, you know, also probe into this. And throughout this whole time, these last couple of weeks, I'm very aware of the fact that these these symptoms line up with anxiety because, of course, they you do. know, like that is very much. And that's actually, of course, I've been looking into it. And, you know, so many people out there are saying the same thing. Like, man, it's rough because, you know, anxiety and some of these symptoms in terms of some tightness in chest, shortness of breath, those are those are the same, you know. So how do you. So it just got really scary. And the more that I. I I was clearly getting myself kind of hyped up, right? And thinking about it more and it was just feeling worse and worse and worse and worse. And Bethany helped kind of talk me down. Like I, I literally was was coming close to actually getting in the car and going to the hospital. You, I just, for real, this is crazy, John. This is this so is atypical never, for you. I know, it's never happened to me before. Like I've never had an anxiety attack, but I certainly think, I certainly would describe it that way. I mean, that sounds what like I can, that's an anxiety attack, yeah. And I think that's exactly what it was. And I, I, this I was tried to really- night? This was last night, yeah. You look terrific. I would I would never have known. <laughs> All the boxing. That being said, you're in a basement backlit by a window, so I can't really see your face. So who, who yeah, knows? Yeah, it actually looks horrible. Yeah, the, the boxing um, bag is making up It's for like it. half melting off for some reason. <laughs> um, this was just so, last night. This was just last night, and it was it was really scary. Um, and, and you know, it was something I wanted to share because I, I imagine a lot of people are, are feeling anxious these days. Um, I think I didn't even know how anxious I was feeling. Um, the thing is, you know, as Bethany talked through with me, um, if, if I were really in some like, you know, difficult stage of COVID-19, um, it's very likely that you get a fever. (laughs) You're not gonna, like I was literally in my brain. I know it's not logical, but I was thinking about my death, like thinking, I don't want to die. Like I, I, I don't want to take my last breath. I was actually thinking about it and it was terrifying. Wow. So that was a real anxiety attack. It was a real anxiety attack, and and uh, and so Bethany was explaining, you know, your body. The whole point with COVID nineteen, it, it turns your lungs, you, the the cells started like attacking themselves or whatever. Um, and so, you know, if your body is going through something like that, it's very likely that you'd have a fever, right? Which is why that's one of the symptoms they're looking for. Um, so certainly, I mean, I, I think I think you actually have to have a fever. I, I, I don't think that it would be diagnosable with that one. I'm sure in some like tiny well, minority of cases that is that, that is. But it, I mean, it, you're having an immune response to it, so you would have an, at least an elevated temperature. 
Well, but here's the thing with, from what I understand, like Iceland, there's, there was a study there in particular because they were able to test like everybody, you know, like most people, a, a huge amount of people got tested, even if they didn't have symptoms. Six. 50, yeah, exactly. In Iceland, <laughs> who the fuck else is there? 50% of people were asymptomatic. Sorry, 50% of the people who had it were asymptomatic. Which is fucking bonkers, right? Yeah, like, we crazy. just still we still don't know. But what I'm saying though is that if you had shortness of breath and uh, yeah. and these other things that you were presenting as symptoms in your head, yes, then yes. you then then that that's not asymptomatic. That's that's just having the virus. No, it's true. Oh yeah, it's true. Right? I mean, I think I think the number is like ninety percent of people who have had it do have a fever. Of course, it's hard to know because you know the people who are getting tested are are symptomatic, right? So like, I don't know where the line is there. Um, I, I don't know if, you know, maybe I do have some kind of virus or whatever, it, it, but you know, I don't, I'm, I'm a fine and I'm not actually as concerned as I was last night, but, um, it just, you know, it's a real anxiety that's out there right now. And, um, I just, I've never experienced it before. I've never had an anxiety attack and I just, uh, <laughs> I have empathy for anyone who, who does, you know, who has them regularly or who struggles with it. And, uh, it was a reminder to me, like, holy shit, like, I've been thinking I'm fine and like I'm working out every day and I'm really trying to take care of myself because, you know, if I do get it, I want to be like my body to be in good shape. Um, but there's still just this this simmering anxiety among us all right now, I think, knowing that most people are, you know, at least half of our population is probably going to get it. Um, and and it's just scary. I guess that's all it amounts to. It it is scary, and I have to say, I haven't I haven't gotten to the point where I've had like an actual panic episode. Which again, I'm really sorry you had to deal with that. Cause yeah, that's, no, I that's mean, terrible. I'm I'm fine. Honestly, I'm fine now, and you know. But it's, it's also um, it's okay if you're not, it's okay if it happens again. Like that's I think it's really normal to to feel that way. And Micah actually has has dealt. Oh, she hasn't had like an uh, an episode like that, but she has. Yeah been a little bit more kind of like are these symptoms like lining up with it like is this is this why i can't really breathe is this why my mm-hmm. neck hurts all these different mm-hmm. things um and so i've been kind of doing the bethany role in that case a little bit <laughs> but even in the back of my head this entire time is oh my god like is this do i have it like my allergies started coming yesterday yeah um and i and and i and so i had the moment where i was like which I, is also lines up with a lot of the symptoms of right? course right <laughs> and so and so i was like i have i felt this every single time that spring comes near for the last like 15 years of my life i know what this feels like yeah. and it's not even bad like this is very early stage i can just it, my eyes are watery i'm like i have a scratchy throat i'm like you know feel like i have to cough uh so it's normal and i checked my temperature and i was fine and yeah, i was like you yeah. know what i can i can be on top of it but i'm i am having those little flare-up moments i had a really bad one yesterday the, the only time i've had like an acute panic moment was yesterday mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we were watching something i don't remember what it was but we were all kind of like snuggling on the on a beanbag um and like our windows had been open because it was nicer out right but it, yeah, the sun yeah. was kind of going down so it was getting cool so like we were kind of snuggled up on one side of my body and then on the other side of my body like there was an open window near it so it was very cold <laughs> so like when i got up i felt my head and it felt like it was like on fire and i was like huh. i'm clammy like my head is so hot because my head was like on the couch with everybody right and, and like the window was open near my other part of my body so there's yeah. this big disparity in temperature that lasted for like you know 15 seconds but i really in that moment was like oh my god my hand is freezing cold i'm clammy my head is warm I have to take my temperature. And as I was taking it, I had that moment where I was like, I don't actually want to look at this. 
Right? Because it, because and, and it was only then that I considered, because we know people who have COVID-19, and, and one yeah. of the things that they've mentioned has been how hard it is to tell people about it, because it's like, you become like the ultimate pariah all of a sudden, of right? Of course, Although yeah. that being said, everybody listening to this, like, if you do have it, you need to, or you have something that could be it, you need to obviously inform everybody about it. And yeah. that's what we'll, we will do also. But... um as soon as you say that, like everybody you have been in contact with over the last two weeks needs to really alter their lifestyles to accommodate the fact that you have this this thing that will probably present itself as no more than a flu, right? Right, For right. the vast majority of people, it's just basically like yes. having a flu that just makes you cough a lot. Um, but who knows? And so you have to be really careful about it. And so I had that moment where I was like, if I turn this thermometer around and it says it's 101, then like I'm going to have to get tested for this. Yeah. And yeah. it will mean that like the, even though, even though I haven't seen like anybody outside of my immediate family, other than the people I do the virtual services with, I will mm-hmm. have to tell them they will have to stop doing those virtual services going forward because everybody who is a part of it, you know, will be on quarantine. Right. Right. Um, and I was just, yeah, I had that moment where it was cascading. And of course I turned it around and it was like 98.4 and I was like, okay, fine, I, I can just chill out but that was the that was to me the most acutely that i felt that but i will also say though that every time i have ventured out of the house when we come in i have like a lot of creeping anxiety about it Mm, and almost every time that we've done that i've washed the clothes right afterwards and i've taken a shower yeah Yeah. um and and, after trader joe's i definitely even even with all those precautions i just took a shower and you know took put all my clothes in the washing machine and it's just crazy to think that like this I, i don't know how long we're going to be doing this but it, it feels like this this will be this way forever obviously it won't but like i can't no like i saw people on a tv show this morning we were oh actually i wanted to recommend this to people it, it, people have disney plus the marvel uh heroes i think it's called marvel heroes uh it's like stories of kids who have done like really extraordinary things like started like you know started a foundation or risen mm. awareness for people with disabilities and things like wow, that so yeah, yeah so like young kids who have done that and then these young kids get a comic book made about their life and it's just an awesome awesome story the kids love it and we were watching this uh this episode today where this uh this 11 year old amazing 11 year old kid has like started a whole organization to end child abuse and he's been doing these um like rallies and things like that so we were watching these people at a rally like hugging and celebrating and i was and i had this like really big anxiety response to seeing that yeah yeah right whereas that's something that up until two weeks ago in my life i would have felt so overjoyed with happiness seeing people coming together over something and, and embracing i was like my heart was beating out of my chest i know like, whenever not safe. i watch that's something not safe. Mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how it's already um impacting us in that way and i, I do also wonder how long that's going to be both in terms of us actually having to change some of the things, you know, like I imagine handshaking won't be happening for a hell of a long time. Um, and other things, you know, I feel like, I feel like it could be, it could go a hell of a lot longer than, you know, the guidance from CDC or whoever, because I think we're going to have, this is going to be with us in terms of the psychological, um, just how we think of each other, the space between each other and just how we connect with each other. I think it's going to really be with us. And I also, you know, getting back to the kids, I mean, there's going to be a whole generation now here who who come up and are are raised with, you know, having gone through this, um, who will, first of all, I hope be amazing at washing their hands. <laughs> oh, my God. They're going to be so good um, at singing happy I, birthday while they I'm wash their so, hands. Yeah, I, I'm so proud of Grace. Like, I'll hear her on the other side of the room, you know, she'll have just peed or whatever and then be washing her hands. And she's she counts to 20. And, like, she does it in slow motion, which makes it take, you know, fucking a minute long. <laughs> But it's just the cutest thing, and like she just is, she takes it really seriously. Our kids um, do, and our, our kids do it by singing "Happy Birthday," and, and they and they yeah, both like yeah. we've told them you can't do it fast, like you have to slow the tempo down. Right, right, and right. And it's the cutest thing ever hearing them like on the other side of the wall or down the stairs or something, and hearing them sing uh, to themselves while they do it. 
It's so sweet. So and cute. it's also like terrifying because you're realizing that, you know, if they I don't know. do that, that they're being raised in, in, a, in a way it's good, but that like, yeah. if they don't do that, that they could be carrying diseases from the outside into our houses, you know? I know. I've been thinking a lot, you know, something that I feel like gets a lot of airtime and probably deserves more airtime is how much the, the internet and specifically social media has remapped our brains a lot over the yes. last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like the ways in which, kind of going off what you're saying, the ways in which this will remap things in our brains going yes. forward, yes. I think that's going to be really profound. And I, I don't so. know, this is funny, you were mentioning being on Facebook more. I, I, I like really, I am not touching social media. And it's not like I'm making a like a stand about it or anything. I just, yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason, I feel like almost disinterested in it because I feel like in a lot of ways, other than interactions like this mm-hmm. or occasional interactions, you know, with people at work. Uh, like my world has really kind of become just this little house that we live in. Yeah. It's and nice. there was something really comforting about that, that I, mm-hmm. I, that started off not comforting. It started off feeling almost oppressive, like feeling yeah. like we were kind of caged in. And now I'm feeling, even though it's just been a couple of weeks, uh, I'm feeling almost like, like uh, there's something really insulating and comforting about that for me. And when I go on social media, which I still do because I love all of my virtual friends and I want to be there for them, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like the, the barrier breaks a little bit and I'm reminded of all of the things going on that are so terrifying mm, and about how hard yes, this is for the yes, people. Yes. And I really have so much respect for people who are checking, you know, we have people checking in with us every single day and they're wonderful and, and I, mm. I appreciate it so much. And I, and I wish that I could do that more and I should, <laughs> and I will try, yeah. but I'm really no, not but I know feeling what you this mean. need. I'm feeling kind of like I'm, I'm here for my kids and my wife right now yeah. to ensure that I can be present and that I can contribute in a really meaningful and holistic way to making sure that we get through this thing together in a way that's like honest and feels like an adventure and feels like it's not uh, mm-hmm. a, a tragedy for our family. But it's no, fucking I think hard. It is hard. And the other part of it that I've noticed, another kind of aha moment for me over this over the course of this last week in particular, and I think I can very much relate to what you're saying in terms of feeling like I'm falling into more of, the, more of a rhythm yeah. um, this week. And what I've noticed is that whereas before, the, the thought of having to balance work with kids, you know, I mean, it still can be overwhelming, but there was an element to it that I'm realizing may have been an actual fear of uh, my ability to 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 spend that much time with my kids and to actually be a parent, if that makes any sense. I think that I think that the way that we've um, parented so far, we've we've you know we've we have our kids either with a nanny or with daycare, and there's like there's a break. You know, you get a break, you go to work, you come back, and you're you're ready for them again. Um, and then you have a weekend, and that's great. And then you go back to work, and you, you know, so you ha- you have this rhythm where um, you have breaks and you have your own, you know, time for you or whatever. And I think there's been a part of me that's like a little worried. Like, can I do this? Like, can I be with my kids constantly <laughs> and, and, and still, and still be a good parent, if that makes any sense. And I, and I imagine this is what people go through, you know, like Joe who came on and is making that transition to becoming a stay at home parent. Um, because we know that that, that is a job in and of itself. And in a way, having a reprieve, you know, in work is nice. Um, and so I've just, um, I feel like over the last week, I don't know, maybe describing it as a fear is a little too much, but you know, I think it was like a real thing to get over myself in terms of, um, figuring out what the right kind of, you know, how to, how to 
build a day. I mean, and give, and I'll say also that, I mean, I'm only doing like, you know, maybe two thirds of a day and then Bethany's doing some. So it's not even like I have to actually do the whole thing, but um, it's a lot. And, and it feels, it kind of feels good knowing that I'm capable of it. Maybe it sounds silly. Like, of course, you know, of course I am, but um, I feel more confident in my ability to like, just be with the kids more. And, and also I've been thinking about a lot about the book of joy that we talk. I'm sorry, not the book of joy. That's the one we usually talk about. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All joy and no fun where, you know, I know a lot of parents, actually, I wanted to read some, some feedback that people wrote in with, um, that may actually set this one up better. Um, I'm going to read one of them right now. Yeah. Um, because it was something I wanted to talk about briefly as well. Um, so, you know, we asked people sort of to tell us how they're sort of just winging it right now in this moment, right? And uh, thankful for some some great feedback on our uh, Facebook page. So if you're not already following us, um, now's a great time since you're, you know, mostly connected virtually to other people. Um, just winging a podcast on Facebook. So Jody said, this Friday makes two weeks of both of us parents working from home with our three-year-old. To prepare, I did a little research and did what was recommended, made a schedule and divided up responsibilities for my husband and me. Day two, I ended the day sobbing in my husband's arms. After that, I tossed all that research and we are just largely playing everything by ear to get work done, keep the kid happy and healthy, and do all the other stuff that needs to get done. For me, it's not bad at all with this revised strategy. I also decided after day two that I will prioritize my son over work and do the best I can at my job as an editor under these circumstances. That's awesome. And yeah, I really appreciated Jody um, sharing that and you know, I can relate. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't necessarily, um, you know, start a schedule as we talked about last time, but you know, you definitely like, you know, that they're not in school and you want to be able to sort of have some enrichment in their lives. Um, but I was remembering that book, you know, and just like the context of parenting and how much pressure we put on ourselves as parents today. Um, and, and how we sort of organize our household around kids in ways that are very new for, for humanity. Right. And I'm not saying I want to go back to the kids working the fields um, <laughs> and all that. But, you know, there's a middle ground there. And, and just seeing them play together. And, you know, I'm lucky to have two who can just kind of like keep each other entertained to some extent. Of course, that doesn't always work. But I'm also like, you know what? They can figure this out, too. And that's a good thing for them. You know, like they can just go outside. You know, I'm on a work call and I can just be watching them and make sure they're, you know, staying safe. But like it doesn't have to be like we put so much pressure on ourselves right and i just think it's a, it's been a nice moment to remember that like they're going to be fine you know this is <laughs> we we make a lot out of it and i don't want to downplay also kid p- parents who have older kids who you know school is obviously um you know you're learning a lot more and there's more maybe pressure there so than than young kids who you know they're learning but like <laughs> you could probably teach the stuff that they're learning so anyway i just wanted to put that out there in terms of like finding your own confidence as a parent in this moment and being okay with it not being uh, like a homeschool experience you know totally and 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 realizing that uh like th- so so for for me a big part of it has been trying so like for example having the three kind of activity blocks that we try to hit every day yeah like that can, that can remind our listeners what those were it was just every day we do one like kind of family physical activity we yep. do one kind of like adventure we try something new 
Um, and we do one academic thing. So we make sure we kind of learn about something and then yep. we can do whatever we want on top of that, but we kind of try to hit those three bases every day. Yeah, but, yeah. but that, that didn't come out of like research. It came out of just <laughs> kind of observing what Exhaustive we did. research. Yeah. <laughs> it came out of observing what we did on days that felt like, oh, that was a good day. Like that was fun. Yeah. So, oh, I, so I love it. Yeah. That was something that was really good. But this week though, I, I was probably too precious about it because mm. it would be six 30 at night and I'd be like, fuck, we didn't do the, the adventure activity yet. You know, like what That's are we going to do? Uh, and and I and the kids and Micah helped me a lot this week because we mm. just have time to like listen to each other yeah. to uh, kind of like let it go and to be like you know what okay that's fine we had a good day right. we don't have right. to push it and I think sometimes it's hard it's hard to see that on a day to day basis because we're so fixated on what's coming next and we're so fixated yes. on like yes. you know we got one week till we're back at school so we got to like do x x x x so you're ready to go. Or, you know, like, well, we're going to be going on vacation in three weeks, and so we got to, like, really cram before we go. And right now we have this crazy gift that is really a gift if you take it, which is that time is, like, almost meaningless right now. So it really is almost so meaningless. slowed down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what day it is some of the time. That's right. I don't know yeah. just offhand sometimes even, like, how late it is in the day because we just had daylight savings time change. So like, I know, I it's know. Even the timing just, of that also was messed with me. Yeah. Right? So it's, yeah. it's also just a little disorienting, like, how bright it is. And also, like, we had snow four days ago, and then now it's, like, <laughs> 70 degrees so there's just yeah, all of these kind of strange wild. things happening simultaneously mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and i think in the face of that i have observed in myself that i'm really happy when i kind of just stop dwelling on it and stop thinking about like hey i have to be you know i have to prepare them for this stuff and i have to make sure i hit these marks because like we have probably a lot more of these days to come where yeah. we're just sort of feeling it out and it's going to get really tiresome if we're, if we're too rigid about it for everybody. No, I right? think that's totally true. And the reality is that they are they are learning and growing in in beautiful ways right now. Yeah. You know, in the things that we're doing. You know, and just being outdoors so much and going on hikes and like, um, you know, just having the conversations that we're having. I feel like I'm I'm not worried about them. No, you know, not learning. Um, yeah. So and they're learning from you know. each other. I mean, something that you said a few times that's really resonated with yeah, me is yeah. like the fact that they're together. I mean, I think you and I are both lucky in that we have a kids who are younger, so they're right. not missing out on like accreditation for college or whatever. Yeah. Exactly, but also just exactly. that that they're you know they have siblings and their siblings are within an age range where they can still do a lot together, even if it's yes. not even if like they're at kind of different academic levels or motor skills levels or whatever. They're able to play and imagine together and to build little worlds exactly. together. And and our kids have been really close through this whole thing too. And I have. I mean, they're sleeping in the same bed right now. I put them down right before uh, we started recording and they just passed out. We were reading comics in bed and they just like the fell asleep. And I was like, all right. Um, you know, and, and, and that seeing that has been so great. And also just even today. So I had, uh, you know, lunch on the stove. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and, ate the and lunch on the stove. I, I, I sat you, on you the stove. The chairs around the stove. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered pizza and then I just <laughs> ate it alone on the stove. <laughs> Uh, you know, I had I had stuff cooking and, and the kids were kind of, you know, getting antsy. So I, you know, had them go outside. And normally I would be a lot more paranoid about that. I'd be really, you know, kind of like looking through the window every time, you know, I stirred it and like going back and seeing what's going on. And today I was like, I need to back the fuck up. Like they are yeah. fine. They know what yeah. they're doing. They know what the rules are. They know when to like avoid traffic. They know not to talk to random people they know what the boundaries of our very small yard are like they know what right, they're doing right. yeah. and and it was so nice to just stop fixating on it and just sort of like listen to their voices and and i had a moment i'm trying to like keep track of these little moments of grace which again every time i say that word i think of your daughter so you gotta fucking copyright that word <laughs> i have these little moments throughout the day where i'm i'm just aware of like the gift of this life and these kids in this in this world that we live in yes, and, and yes 
I've had a few of those over these last few weeks. And one of them was just today when I was cooking lunch and I, and I stopped trying to find where they were in the yard and I just started like listening to their voices echoing over the hill. Mm. And, uh, and the fact that they were like just playing together and, and I was nowhere near them. And then, you know, 15 yeah. minutes later they came inside and we ate and we had fun. But for that little time I, I saw like my kids existing really independently. Mm. And, uh, and I felt like, why, why am I, what am I even worried about? Like they're Okay they're growing too exactly you know yes and we're all growing yes. together and without any kind of a rubric right now and it's and it's just amazing and i i really think that um this will be you know maybe the defining thing for our generation of, of parents especially yeah and i feel proud that we can be a part of this together yeah we're proud no, that we I'm can figure you. it out i feel i feel i feel proud that i've learned so much from other parents in this process i feel i feel so vivified by people online posting content for the kids to do activities and videos mm, and drawing sessions and live tours of safaris and things. It's, it's amazing. And just the fact that people have come together. I mean, it's so easy. It's so easy to fixate on the bad stories. It's so easy yeah. to get swept up in the negativity because there is a lot of bad shit going on as well. And I don't even mean the health crisis. I, I mean, you know, governments taking advantage of people and things like that, that have real journalistic reasons to be reported on. Oh yeah. Totally, yeah. totally get that. And, and that then needs are to be infuriating right now, you know, I mean, right. Because just to think about what could have been, what should have been in terms of our, you, our country's handling of this. Oh, it's just the I worst. Mean, it's is, just, is infuriating. It's infuriating. <laughs> and, and it's important of course, to know that, but, like, yeah. but once you know that, and once you're tracking it, and once you realize that like you, do have voting rights and that you do mm -hmm. have the ability to like keep your friends and family informed about things and that you do have the ability to like write, you know, like we've done some petitions to our, you know, to our state legislature and things like that. Like, the, you know, there right. are little things you can do to be productive in that space. I am really trying to be good about setting it aside and looking for the great stories that are emerging from this around the world of people coming yeah. together and doing unprecedented things just even for something as simple as keeping kids company while their parents are working during the day at home you know and giving them a video to put on that's new and that was produced just for them so they could learn how to draw mm. a cartoon character mm. something like that like i really feel like this is a uh I mean, like everybody's doing it. People are releasing yeah. their books online for free. The Internet Archive I actually shared this to our page uh, a few days ago. Has opened the entire library up to everybody with like mm -hmm. unlimited lending, basically. So you can amazing, just, you know, any one of these millions and millions of resources you can check out. So like we're going through Harry Potter books that we didn't already have because we're just getting them from the library, and you know, yeah. Um, and and it's just all of these like these these little steps are happening that are just helping people in small but tangible ways. And that doesn't go away. You know, even when no. people get, you know, recapitalized again and and, and, <laughs> and start going back into, you know, a really market-driven situation, which now we're lucky it has the market has nothing to do with anything affecting us right now because it's basically dead, right? Yeah. So like yeah. so we have this this moment of stasis from it where like of course it's volatile and that has real implications on a global scale. But mm -hmm. like for us sitting here like I don't know. Like my retirement sucks right now. I'm not going to yeah. dwell on it. I'm like, not, I haven't we're, even we're, looked at it yet. <laughs> yeah, don't don't look at it. I'm scared too. It's better than it was last week. Yeah. But like it's just it's just like everything's everything's crazy. So we might as well focus on like the small things that are that that emerge when people have time yeah. to come together. And those things have been absolutely amazing. Like Peter from the Midwest was shared this uh, great video with me where his his wife had put together this like shadow puppet play mm. with their kids with like a, basically a little camera obscura that they built in a cardboard box and I'm I'm thinking like these little these little moments amazing. of ingenuity that are happening are just are just the best and I I can't wait to see what we do next like once we're out of this and we have all of this new repertoire of being creative and being optimistic and being supportive and being 
collective yeah, and connected, yeah, like we yeah. can do so many great things. I mean, what a spring and summer this will be, you know, I mean, in terms of us emerging from this, um, it, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for that moment. I'm also, and I, and I relate to everything you just said. And I also feel just this like looming, like it's going to get so much worse than right now, you know? And so everything you just said, I feel like we need to hold on to that tightly and like take care of each other, you know, keep practicing self-care and caring for our families and doing what we can to get through this because it is also, you know, in a sense, still the calm before the storm. I mean, the st- we're feeling it now, the death toll already in the U.S., but, um, you know, the chances are like this is going to hit real, you know, the people that we know and love around us in ways that we just don't know. And so, of course, now I'm making myself anxious again. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you probably, if you're listening. Um, but, you know, my point there is just all the more important that we focus on each other. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not It's not this fake, like, positivity thing. It's just really it's survival. being present. It's, it's, ha- it's, it's survival. How we can, because these things aren't coming out of people being nice to each other. They're coming out of a collective sense that if we don't, if we're not proactive about this, yeah, that this will become unbearable for people, right? That's right. It's coming out of the awareness that and it's going to get worse, right? It's, right. Exactly. So, like, so, so I feel like in observing proper quarantine guidelines and doing social isolation and taking things seriously, and then also, you know, creating a sense of community and art for people, yeah. we will be able to ride this crazy carnival ride of of sickness. Um, and not, you know, lose our minds while we do it. And I, I feel yeah. like, I feel like we're going to get there. I really do. We are. We're going to get through it. I mean, for sure. <laughs> or not. Or we're just going to fucking die and this episode's going to be super sad in the oh, future. Man. But that's not going to happen. Because no, John, you do happen. not have coronavirus. I don't. I, I, I can, I do, I'm doing a diagnosis. Do, it's not. Yeah. If I do, it's not that bad. And here's the thing. Yeah. Once you, once you get it. Like, I know we don't know for sure yet that you can't get it again, but it seems likely that at least, you know, this season you couldn't get it again. Right. It's like so chicken I pox, do, right? I do feel like there would be some liberation in knowing that you had it already and now you you actually aren't at risk of, uh, you know, once you go through the 14 days, you aren't at risk of passing it along and you mm-hmm. aren't at risk of getting it again. You know, that actually, there's a part of me that's like, just get it over with, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, then there's the scared scared part of me that <laughs> knows that some people end up in the ICU. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But we're going to, we are going to get through this undoubtedly uh, as a humanity. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to learn a lot and, and uh, we'll keep talking about our own adventures here and working through it. I know, you know, we're certainly going to be changed as, as dads. And uh, I hope we can take a lot of that, you know, good stuff and carry it on. Me too. You know what you need to do, John? <laughs> what do I need to we do? We need to end this episode and you need to turn around. You got to punch the shit out of that punching bag. <laughs> Let me tell you. That thing is asking for it right now. You got all this it anxiety. Really you got this tightness. I, you I already did pretend this that thing is. Oh, you did. Okay, good. I did. Did. You, did you pretend that it was COVID-19? You know, there was a part of me, like conceptually, that's kind of difficult to do. Because yeah. I don't know what to, I don't even know what to look, you know, to think of, <laughs> to visualize. <laughs> but there was definitely a part of me that was punching this this disease yeah good you know what i mean yeah like, fuck this like yeah, i'm fuck fine this thing. you know yeah i mean just the fact that i can work out and i still have like total you know breath and my, my breathing is fine and everything is like all right i'm probably <laughs> i'm probably fine i know yeah you're, you're you're fine you're fine but uh but the anxiety is real man and it's it's a uh it was it was like a dose of reality for me in terms yeah. of you know 
how how bad anxiety can be and i'm sure it can be a lot worse too but anyway but it's also it, it, is, it is okay to feel it and that's something yes. that I, I really like i i think we, we all need to be patient with ourselves through this yes yes because like th- there are still times even though like i mean right now you caught me at a, like a very optimistic hour in, in my life but like there are still you're, times you're where like lit up right now I know I feel great, but there are times when I could probably later tonight after the kids go to bed, I will probably be, you know, terrified again. You know, it just, it just (laughs) happens. And well, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, but it's a low grade terror. You know what I mean? It's like that sort of that creeping sense of like, oh my God, like what is going on right now? And and that little, that little voice like only comes to me really at night and, uh, and it's going to continue to. and, And I think that the way to deal with it is to like, just acknowledge that it's there. And acknowledge how powerless I actually am outside of, you know, <laughs> the, the actions of my family and myself, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to just sort of ride with it. So it's okay to puke right I'm stifling a burp, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Micah has told me to stop burping on the podcast. I'm trying oh, to man. Fix. She's going to hear you from below you right now and just, you know, take the broom and just hit it <laughs> up. <with> it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, man. man. We'll talk soon, All right, okay? well, it was good talking. I'm yeah, good looking talking. forward to keeping up with these weekly chats yeah, to get through this together. All right, man. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Bye. Bye.